Welcome to Time at the Bar. Hello, Marianne. Hi, Floss. It's my normal voice. Did you notice that? Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound even slightly affected. 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 Yes, hello and welcome to Time at the Bar. This week we are going to be drinking some beers from Alpha Delta. Can you tell me a little bit about Alpha Delta before we crack into these beers? I could, but I'd have to kill you. Oh, why? Is it top secret? It's top secret. It is top It's all written in Greek, so it's top secret. Of course, that tracks. Ancient Greek. Well. Ancient Greek. I'd, yeah. I'd be like, okay, I can understand if you're making that connection if it was written in Russian, because I know you've been reading a lot of... Russian literature, yes. <laughs> you've been reading a lot of James Bond recently. Yes. All that Cold War stuff. You're <laughs> expecting it to be like a spy novel now, but it's not. It's Greek. So... It is. It's all Greek to me. Um, yeah, so Alpha Delta, uh, brewery from uh, Newcastle. Established in 2019 as a fully-fledged brewery. I think they had been brewing beforehand on uh, homebrew kit in their garage. I think it's a a father and... Father and... I think it's a father and son unit. It's the son who is the brewer, um, as far as I'm aware. Uh, He's the owner of the company, as they are now. And I think part of their ethos is to continue to develop their recipes and to continually release new beers so they've not necessarily got a core range we're going to be seeing from this brewery or we from what we have seen already uh continual new releases and uh yeah some great collabs as well from the looks of things i think it's a modern type of core range where you know you might have a core brand that is uh, it changes um and i think that's becoming more and more common say like you know you've you've got a dry hop parallel and you you change up the dry hop in it each time and you don't necessarily call it anything other than dry hop pale it's like you're not nailing too much to the flag but um i think it's you know i think it's obviously a really interesting uh, process for modern breweries to test things out because they might not have had the opportunity before having said that though um i think the the brewer ross holland who is the founder um has worked at previous places before um, and I think generally there are breweries up up in the north east, north east as well. So I think um, he's worked at was it Anarchy? I think was one of the one of the breweries he'd worked yes, at. Yes, I believe that. Um, Box Social as well. So um, so a lot, you know. And I was I was thinking before when we when we were talking about doing this one. It's a, it's an interesting one because um, they just in twenty twenty were voted. They only established in twenty nineteen. Yes. Um, and in 2020, they were voted one of the top 10 new breweries in the world by Rate Beer as a website. Um, however much gravitas you might or might not put on that, mm. it's still an accolade that is, you know, it's 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 brilliant ultimately for for you know for such a young brewery as well. Um, so it is one of the top 10 new breweries in the world. Did I say that? I don't know if I said that. Top 10 new breweries in the world. Um, and and interestingly, alongside another brewery from the sort of Tyne Weir sort of area as well. So, you know, there's lots of good stuff happening there. And people tend to focus on sort of like Bristol and Manchester and obviously London. We don't need to really say that. <laughs> yeah, London, it goes without goes saying, there, so. doesn't it? And, you know, places like, you know, Leeds um, uh, as well, you know, and, and about the exceptional quality of the breweries in those places and, and the pubs and bars that go with it. And often what does get missed out by a lot of people, I think, but ultimately isn't fair, is, is how good Newcastle and the surrounding area is for i mean it's not really stopped having great pubs hmm. but it's now got really great breweries as well to go with it so there's a lot of great stuff and i, I was thinking i was almost going to say oh i've got an idea in my head i'm going to say quietly getting on with 
But there's nothing quietly getting on with about it. They, the breweries tend to have a certain brazen quality, and they're bold and they're brash and they do really good stuff and they're quite upfront about it. So I think it's, um, yeah, I think there's nothing quiet about it. They're, no. they're just joining in the throng of fantastic new breweries coming from that area. But I suppose what is nice for us is to be getting things from up from the northeast down here in Bristol because it gets a little bit, um, I don't know how to say it uh, without it sounding bad. Use your word box. Uh, use my word box. That would help. Which word box? <laughs> um, it gets a little bit, I don't want to say samey, but you, you definitely see a recurring pattern and often, like you say, what we're getting is we've got all of our local breweries. We've got a really good range around here in Bristol, but we're also getting a lot from Manchester and then standard core ranges from London. Yeah. We've got a, we've got a touch of the Midlands coming in and a touch from down south. Obviously, you've got Verdon and things like that coming yeah. up from... this is true, yeah. I mean, I think that one of our problems is we're quite blessed with, you know, in the local area, even going, mm. you know, Cheltenham, Gloucestershire and... Oh, um, absolutely, yeah. I mean, even going up to the Midlands, you know, and then down, as you say, like places like Cornwall where um, you've got Verdon, you know, down in Falmouth and there's lots of other breweries as well, which we could mention, but... But it's easy to fall into a pattern. Yes, but that. they're all... One of their major markets is Bristol, so we're mm. lucky that it's it's basically a bit easy. It's a bit easy to get such good good beer, and actually without having to look outside of our sort of local area. Yes, yeah, so it's quite easy area. to kind of get a little blinkered in your view about craft beer around here because mm. you just see the same names over and over again. But I got really excited when I saw this in Beer Necessities um, on Wapping Wharf um, because it was something that I hadn't, I only knew about from social media and I hadn't actually seen them down here yet. Um, so I was like, you've got to get these. We've got to, I mean, yeah, I think you paid. Um, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't matter who pays. The bill is racking up. Yeah, um, the, po- the podcast makes its own money, so that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone fancied sponsoring us, then uh, please let us know. Uh, but yeah, so what is the first beer that we're going to crack into? We've got three from them. The, the three that were available to us, we bought one of each. I have some facts about Alpha Delta and the origins of some of the names. As you know, we love to do a little bit of history research. Um, so... Alpha and Delta are Greek letters. Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet, and Delta is the fourth letter of the Greek alphabet. Um, The three beers we have here today are Apollo, Fear, and Corymbus. So Apollo here is a Citra IPA, and Apollo is the Greek and Roman god of archery, music and dance, truth and prophecy, healing and disease, the sun and light, poetry and more. Quite a famous one, Apollo. I think there's a temple devoted to Apollo, isn't there? Um, so next up we've got the Thea. Uh, so Thea was a titaness of sight, uh, so the goddess who endowed brilliance to precious metals and gems. Um, interesting choice for uh, dry hopped pale because that suggests it's nice golden brilliance and we the and lastly we have the corymbus the imperial sour ale uh, with blackcurrant and blackberry which is interestingly relevant because corymbus was a rustic demigod of the fruit and ivy so that's the fruit and i suppose i would imagine ivy to be a rather sour tasting thing i know it's poisonous but you know, I imagine it to taste rather sour. Apparently, he was the son of Mistis, who was the nurse to Dionysus. And if you know a little bit about Greek mythology or 
history. Dionysus was the um, god of wine and drunkenness and general debauchery. Um, I found this very interesting because I have a little bit of research on this for another episode already. Um, apparently, uh, Corymbus and Dionysus would have been uh, friends from childdom. And apparently for the Bacchus celebrations, the um, it, the followers of Dionysus would have the Bacchus celebration, which was basically a great big orgy. Um, Corymbus is represented in that, in the ivy crowns, which they wore in their celebrations. Uh, so, yeah, just some interesting little factoids there about the origins of these names. Uh, so I think we're starting with the Thea, if I'm pronouncing that right. Thea. T-H-E-I-A. So uh, Thea is a D-H pale, so a dry hopped pale ale at 5%. Yeah, um, so let's crack that open, Cracking into it. Oh. oh, dear, these glasses are dirty. Yeah, don't Instagram don't, those. I won't be Instagramming those. People will kick off there'll be riots in the streets so this is a beautiful beautiful color really really pale very pale indeed that's mm. lovely nice haze to it as well yeah very milky it smells great mm. what are we smelling then oh it's quite dry on the nose lemon sherbet <sighs> sherbet dib dabs that kind of thing Ooh. It's really, really mm. nice stuff. Is that lemon and lime zest? I was going to say lemon grass because it's got like yeah, a dr- it like that herbaceous, um, herbal, savory. Yeah, just a little touch of that. I suppose that comes from the dry hopping. Mm, it smells mm. very clean. It smells good. Uh, Caramel, sort of caramel smell underneath as well. Oh, it's quite light in the body as well. Because yeah. um, I think one thing you've talked about is particularly with these sort of. Um, I'd, you know, dare we say New England stars because um, most of them aren't really, are they? They've just become this sort of sort of big, big viscous soup, um, which is grand, you know, and I'm not saying that's not too style, but I think it is a po- problematic territory anyway. But um, is that most of them have got this big viscosity, and for a beer that, you know, like this one's 5%, it's quite nice to pair it back a little bit because as you go up the march up the scale of ABV, and you've got all the different adjuncts and you know oats and wheat and all sorts of other things in there. It gets a bit heavy, and it's I think it's basically a, a rule of thumb with people brewing that style that the further up you go, the less and less you use adjuncts. You don't just scale up; you pull them mm. right back in the mix because it does get chunky. Yeah, you've also it just got becomes alcohol. cloying as well. Yeah, because you've got alcohol not... giving body and sweetness. You you just need to pull it right down. But actually, at this ABV, I think it's a really nice thing to see something with. Um, that slightly slightly lighter body. Mm. I suppose also to look at, um, I mean, obviously it's not characterised as a New England IPA. No. It's not branded as that. Um, it does have the haze, but to me that like the appearance is a lot more like um, pineapple juice than yeah. orange juice, which is obviously what we uh, all regularly uh, yeah. describe a Nipah as, but... Yeah, well, I, mean, I think that like, probably gives all... away some of that lighter. That you know, it's not so heavy. I mean, um... yeah, I agree with you. It's it's more you're on that lighter end of the scale, mm. and it is you know you've not got a lot of sweet caramelized malts trying to back it up. Um, and you know, with that low bitterness, I mean, this to me relies a little bit more on acidity. It's sort of like a balance in the water profile, mm. and there's almost a suggestion in the aroma more so of like an acid. And when I say that in a 
a pleasant way. There's a crispness to it that mm. I think you sort of associate with something acidic. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so it's not that grapefruit orange juice thing as much as it's almost got a, a hint of sort of pink lady apple juice and... Um, I feel like there's a bit of a, like a coconut water quality to it as well. Yeah, so that, that, might be the minera- that might be that, the minerality yeah. and that, that might be, again, part of what's bolstering and holding it up is, you know, is it allowing it to sort of kind of go on its own platform without actually mm. having to build the body up too high is allowing minerality and a little bit of maybe almost a touch of saline quality behind it just to to be that body and to be that bit of perceived sweetness behind it rather than going all big on the oats and caramel malts. It's nice to have bitterness as well. I feel like it's lacking in other beers of Mm. a similar style, you know, the dry hopped IPAs you'd expect them to have a lot more bitterness than they end up doing because I think everybody's really drawing away from or has been drawing away from bitterness to really yeah. create these like really smooth, creamy mouthfeel kind of pails. Yeah. And to me, it depends what you're doing. Obviously, if you're making a refreshing beer for this, you know, in any kind of category, any style you want, then to me, part of uh, what is a refreshing quality in, in anything is either acidity or as bitterness, mm. or as dryness. And I think lacking all those things, it's, yeah, okay, it's a, it's a very different beast, and obviously there's nothing, you know, there's you can't put all of those things into a big dessert chocolate imperial stout. But when you're doing something like this, a 5%, and you sort of think, well, it could be a bit of a, bit of a, a good session beer, which, mm. you know, we talk about quite a lot, and... Um, you know, there's no such thing as a, a session or a floor session anyway, but... <laughs> um, yeah, seal sessions tend to be... Um, well, what did we do the other day? We got to the pub at one in the afternoon and we didn't leave until nine in the evening. Yeah, the same which, pub. We sat at one casual, table. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> we did snack during that time, but I know your normal session would not involve much food at all. No. Which yeah. um, is not my idea. No, but it's session. not. It's not on the eating as cheating basis. It's just you know, like if I'm drinking beer, that's that's filling enough for me, really. Yeah, I don't understand how you can get through a session like that without your stomach actually trying to eat itself. Well, if I if it does get acidic, then I I will you know. But also, it's not about having a session anyway. It's if you're having a good time, and then actually, you know, I'm not sitting down to go. Let's have a bloody session. Let's get on one. Mm. Come on. But anyway, back back to the <laughs> back to the beer. The salient point that we're talking about. So to me, it's um, it's a be- it's a got a really vibrant freshness to it, and it doesn't smell it doesn't smell too much. And when I say that, it smells nice and punchy, you know, n- nice punchy dry hop. Really nice freshness. It doesn't smell like someone's trying to cram every hop in there. Oh, this this yeah. to me is quite a clean. I imagine there's probably only one or two v- varietals in there because it sings. It's got a brightness and an effervescence that you mm. only get when you go I'm not going to put five different hops and you pull back and you go here we go well you've told me this a few times that actually it like if you put too many hops in or at least um certainly in the dry hopping you actually end up strangling the quality of any of them and they all undermine yeah. each other to the point where it's just a kind of um like a, a noise of yeah and uh, I, of it's hops. not always the case but generally I do I I believe that to be the case and my experience from doing it and reading about it mm. tends to prove positive that if you do, you know, obviously you do too much of anything and it's less it's just a, it's a big, 
it's a big brown noise. Yeah. Um, whilst it, actually, if you get it right and you reduce, you can actually get less. You can actually get more for less as well sometimes. Mm. You know, if you, when I've played around with a few things with dry hopping and, um, and wort hopping, which is, you know, adding into the, into the hot wort, into the kettle, um, where actually sometimes you get more aroma and more flavour by reducing some of the some of the your hop dosing. So yeah. there's a lot of different things, and to me that's what this sort of sings. I'm not saying this probably got an absolute shed load of dry mm. hop, and it's got a shed load probably in anyway. But it sort of says something of brightness and effervescence and clarity yeah. that you probably don't get if you chuck a load of different varieties in that are fighting and vying to be heard. Mm. It doesn't have that. It's like a couple of notes, strong, bold, brazen, beautiful. Back yeah. to the bold and brazen again. <laughs> so that, I mean, um, this is mm. our, also just to clarify, this is our first experience of Alpha Delta. Yes. I've not tried any before. Maz hasn't tried any before, um, which in itself is an unusual thing. We tend to, when we go, oh, this is relatively new to us. Probably drunk plenty of it before. <laughs> this is brand new to us. And um, so far, I'm very impressed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying the next. Yeah. But I don't want to off this one straight away. I feel like we can take our time with it a little bit, which is ideal, I suppose. The You know, you want to be able to take a beer like yeah. this and session it. I think, as you said, one of the things that I think is really beautiful about this beer is that bitterness. Mm. Because it's what is... Not lacking, because obviously it depends what styles you're doing, and I understand why some people move away from it. But to me, I've drunk fruit juice all my life. <laughs> and whether you're drinking pineapple, or you're drinking orange, or apple juice, or... <laughs> some might the, call you a connoisseur of the juice. Any of the classic juices. <laughs> they have a sharpness, a bitterness, and an acidity. Yeah. And if you bite into pineapple, yeah, it's incredibly sweet. Mm. But... Pine apple, why we think about pine at the same time, which pine fresh, any of those things, has a bite to it, mm. has a bitterness you can almost smell. Has it's like that a, woody. Even taking it right away from like the citrus fruits, even a good strawberry should have a bite and a zest to it. Yeah. You don't want them to be just because otherwise they've gone over, otherwise it's yeah. too and I, sticky. And, and also, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. And also, I think. It's a mistake that people make where they treat uh, they treat the bitterness like a problem, and mm. the bitterness isn't. And I'm not saying that it has to be as bitter as this, or you know, it can be really, really soft and not bitter. That's fine as well. But people now telling me that they don't put any bittering additions in the kettle. Um, you know, you're going to get bitterness as you know. I don't know this. This may well not have any bittering additions in the kettle at all. But, but you're going to get a lot of bitterness mm. from different processes and different points, and you could get it. In the, cat, in the kettle, you can get it in uh, your dry hop. But also, to me, a small amount allows the whole beer to be an ensemble. Otherwise, it's flabby. I think if you mm. even if you just put a tiny bit in, it just helps to pin it back down. Yeah. But that's me personally, so I don't know why I'm uh, lecturing the non-brewing public about it. Mm. <laughs> well, no, hopefully that's part of the reason that people are listening, is to maybe have a glimpse of something they might not necessarily do themselves. That's true, that's true. Or just to hear the ramblings of a madman. Hmm. Well. And his yeah. lovely, lovely lady friend. Who is also somewhat mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freshly opened can number two is Apollo, a Citra IPA. 
similar looking colour, looking nice. Yeah, beautiful. Look at that. So actually, seeming to me like there is actually slightly less haziness in this. Yeah, just a touch. I think that they're all vegan, like unpasteurised, un... Yeah, unfined, unfiltered, unpasteurised. Yeah, that's punchy. That's beautiful. That's got that's got my happy place of citra, which is right on the edge of going into funk territory. Now, when I say this, like citra has the greatest qualities in the world, but used too much or sort of in the wrong place, it can take on some very odd, socky, very socky aromas, very ripe, oh. um, very fecund. Yes, um, cheesy. Yeah, and it really, but it also cheesy can be old, old hops. Yeah, and some, you know, citra is one of those old hops that can get very, very odd. Yes, <laughs> but even in its freshest um, capacity, it's it can get a little odd. And I think it's at its best when it's that ever so slightly. Think less about lemons and citrusy fruit, and go more towards peaches, slightly going over. And mm. that can be a really nice place for it to be, actually. So um. this this has got a bit of that to me, but it's also got a bit of... Um, which one is it? Wait, it's got a bit of what? Because you just talked a lot about fecund. And... Yeah, so that's slightly... Yeah, so I'm so, talking about the difference between overly ripe and ripe, and ripe going towards that slightly mm. peach is just, just tipping, which I think is a nice spot, because it is super super sweet and super fresh, but also... Again, that acidic, sort of zesty quality that you get. Um, if it goes any more than that, it's when it starts to go into your, uh, well, brewer's sock. I'll call it brewer's sock. The Especially because you get, you know, like bits of hot matter and oh. maybe a tiny bit of yeast. Oh, it shouldn't get down your wellies because you should be wearing your trousers over your wellies, <laughs> but um, stop acid getting Painting a very vivid, very visceral picture there, my well, darling. Well, I watched, you know, I've been having to get the bus to work recently and I've been watching the uh, students on the bus, you know, they've all passed out. And I thought it's just because they're really tired at the end of the day, but it's, it tends to coincide with me getting on the bus. You think it's you? Yeah, I think they go and they're gone. They go to the technical college, they're not used to the smell no, of hard work. The smell of a feckin' citra, <laughs> citra sock. Oh, a citrus. Oh. So anyway, yeah. So, but that's that, the that's that when people say that dank, sort of slightly damp. Mm. Um, it, it it it's very close to that. It flies very close to it. Is the sweet spot. And to me, that's got that. But it's more of that fresh quality. It is more. I want to say guava, but is yes. it guava? It Ooh. is guava. Uh, papaya. Is papaya. Yes. Yes, and a, li- a little bit of white grape as well. Yes, I love this hop, and I don't feel like I get to enjoy it very much these days because mm. I feel like it gets bundled in with a lot of other things. Yeah, and that's why you see when you're drinking that that, you know, Citra Hop develop, developed the renown that it has now as this big character hop, but also used liberally. It can be this wonderful, subtle something-something. In this, obviously, it's big character hop, but mm. it also has the ability... It, 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 it also has that roundness it's not too much no it's not crammed it um so it's punchy and full-on and aromatic and beautiful with the rose water and the citrus and the lime zest and everything else going on in there but it doesn't start to go too much into toilet duck 
Oh, the yeah. realms of garbage and toilet duck and all overly sweet, rotting things. Yeah, yeah. Which this all sounds absolutely heinous when we talk about it. This is something you can get when you're overly utilizing a dry hop, mixing it in with some yeast that maybe is not the happiest about being dry hopped the hell out of as well. And then hasn't got the hasn't got the muscle to also, deal with. There's them. all sorts of reasons for it, but yeah, it, I think it's it suddenly goes from being appealing fruitiness to you've just left all your fruit out in a bowl for weeks and then you <laughs> suddenly go, quick, lob it in the bin. So what's really interesting with this one, with the taste, is uh, something I got in the aroma as well, the um, passion fruit. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of that in the body as well. But the... Yeah. Um, it's passion fruit that I was thinking Passion of. fruit. Ah, yeah. uh, okay, because I was getting papaya mainly. Yeah. And papaya's but, great because I was agreeing with you. That is definitely... But in the in the main body of the beer you there's a lot of pomegranate which Mm. is really interesting because you to get that kind of red like juicy that's part of that bite as well isn't it it's just really fascinating to get Mm. that from from something rather you know that's pale and and single popped i don't think i've ever really got that flavor from a citra well i'm guessing again the name of the game is is simplicity on this because you know it can't be the most complex grain bill it looks to me like it's you know predominantly pale, maybe a touch of some other character for malt. Maybe I, d- I really couldn't say much more. Actually, it might have a little bit of some very light caramel malt, but I mean it looks ultimately like it really is just pretty straightforward. Maybe some wheat, maybe some oats, but mm. really, really is on the very low end of utilizing you know a whole palette, as it were. And again, um, it's like like with the previous one, it's not. Thick. It's not like drinking no. porridge. It's this. It's a no, really it's got, it's got its own inherent body person. anyway. Yeah, it's still it's still obviously got a bit of turbidity. So yeah, um, some of that will be the dry hop interaction. But it's it's got it's got a nice body. It doesn't it doesn't disappoint. It probably drinks way way below its ABV mm. in the sense that six percent, and you probably think that's crushable. You probably think that's the five percent. You probably think that's four. Yes, you know, like uh, they're, absolutely. They sort of keep themselves down below where they really are. And um, and yeah, it smells great. It looks great. Tastes great. Um, these are you know this is almost a bracket of beers that you and I have a sort of question mark over. I don't mean the Alpha Delta. I mean the sort of juicier end of the scale. There's a lot of stuff out there that I think we'd probably be honest and say is is not to our taste, or mm. we don't think it's actually as good as it should be because I think it can as as styles go, juicier beers or the New England styles, whatever you want to call them can be the most phenomenal things in the world. But they can also be ten a penny, ruddy, irritating, not mm. actually that good. We've all done that kind of crap before sort of stuff. Yeah. Should we consistently move on to another quality drink? <laughs> oh, are you making me finish this one off before I'm ready? It does taste and smell beautiful, though. Mm. Right, so now is... Let's be honest about this. This is probably not going to be your dream beer. It's somewhat left field in my personal palate. Yeah, you're not... I've become a... Mrs. Bloody give me malt and give yeah, me nothing but actually, else. The thing is, you've gone, <laughs> you've gone through everything mm. in a period of time. You know, you've done best part of 10 years of trying every bloody beer that you could possibly right. try. Give and away then... my age, why don't you? My babber. But you've gone through, but I'm saying, uh, that period of time of intensely trying something. Several times a week, you'd have got through various different beers. Sorry, she's. It's she's not, it's not getting any better. That You're digging yourself a hole here, love. Basically, you're really <laughs> old and you drink too much. 
Oh, you're a dickhead. <laughs> I'm not that old. She's 52. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm actually 53. <laughs> She's 53. <laughs> it's a little uh, hot fluff reference for you there. You're a hot fluff. Anyway, so, um, you know, and I think you've got to a point where you've, you've decided, yeah, I know what I like and I like what I, you know... And, so it's actually through an evolution that you've got to a point where, yeah, this is uh, these are the things I really like, because I have tried everything here. I am I, the yeah. Neanderthal in the beer the meme. You know, the beer meme where it's they start off as a lager drinker and then you, go, and then you go into, like, IPAs and, um, and Imperial Stouts, and I can't remember, there's another one, a Sours, and then... And you come back round to lagers again. I don't know much about these, that one. these memes, but uh, you, keep sh- <laughs> you keep showing them to me. I've shown you this one a You've thousand shown me, times. You've shown me the memes. Anyway, Ooh. just to clarify, for ages I thought that was the uh, the word pronunciation. Yeah, I, oh. I didn't see there was lack. Of, you know, there was a lack of accent on the end. It should it should always be mem. Mem. But you know, meme apparently. There you go. You learn something new every other day, in my experience. I've... Right. You see. So now that. Yeah. Smells very, very fresh. Jammy. Yeah, jammy, but also very ribbon, isn't it? Mm. It smells like um, you know blackcurrant leaves more more so than. It does the have a, the like fresh. So leaf, like just after like... a rain, it's beautiful. Like a oh, hot day after the rain. Oh, you just read my mind. Then I just had this image in my head of blackberry picking after a rain. Oh, oh, we're so romantic, aren't we? And I got to say again, that is not necessarily a style of beer that I go for. This imperial sour. Massively fruited imperial sours, mm. but I've just tasted that, and it's very good. It is very good, mm. and once again, um, you know, obviously, Alpha Delta. First of all, if you're listening, this is cracking stuff because oh, I we, hope didn't really you are know, because we didn't I... really know whether we were going to love this or loathe it. I think obviously, ultimately, we knew we would because we we're releasing it. Um. <laughs> I, I do get nervous when you're trying something, uh, trying a brewery you've never tried before, and you know they're relatively new because you don't want to do anyone down. No, of course not. And but we, there have been breweries where we've gone. Negativity. Yeah, so. we don't want to do negativity, and we've made you know if we feel like we've tried something and it's not actually, we don't want to say anything negative about it. But there's too many negatives, then we won't talk about it. Because exactly. we don't feel like it's worth putting all that negativity out into the world. You know, rape beer can do that for us. Yeah. No, or plenty, untapped. There's plenty of it already. And, um, like... Yeah, it doesn't really help anybody but, at all. And, and the fact that we've got, we're tasting these cold as well, like, because sometimes... Yeah, very cold, we'll, <laughs> Very cold. <laughs> um, no, sometimes we'll try the beers. We'll buy two of everything. We'll try them before we do the recording. Whereas this time, we are literally... You know, we only got one of each can. And I'm really really impressed and even yeah. having said everything we said about my personal yeah. taste in beer yeah. as a sour yeah this hits every single spot that stops it from being that instant stomach turning sourness that yeah. i normally experience i mean the thing the thing that was already a massive boon in my point of view is that it's for something as boozy as it is and something as potentially acidic as it is, so various different things taking control of the sugar and eating it all. Mm. Um, it It's just nice and clean and lactic, and it doesn't smell hot, and it doesn't smell doggy, and it doesn't smell any of these other things. It's just uh, yeah, clean fruit up front, big fruit up front, a yeah. little bit of, just a tiny bit of earthiness underneath. 
you know, it is so black current, it's incredible. It just punches right through. And then just behind it is, it's particularly to me, it's biting into the raspberry seeds. You know, when you get a raspberry seed. Oh, it, yeah, and it gets stuck in your tooth, yeah. but you pick it you out again. It and and it's oh, like, yeah. it's just got that little, like... It's almost, it's almost zesty again, isn't it? Mm. That sort of raspberry seed thing. Oh, because it's, it's got, got, it's got that little film around the edge as well. Mm. Or like, like when you have a, um, a passion fruit... Yeah. Pip. Yeah. And it's it's just got that little... It's a bit slippery. It's a bit slippery. <laughs> it's a slippery Bite gym. into it and it's... Oh, you just get that tartness. But it's so well balanced. It's just, and as I say, clean. Lactoacidity, so, isn't it? Oh, exactly. And my I think often my problem with sours is, like you say, you get like a wet dog or you get, a, you know, a, a baby sick or you just get something that's too much... And it's like, okay, I understand that some... One of the pubs you drink them in. There's like a wet dog next to you and baby's <laughs> baby just throwing up. up all over the table. Or I've just come straight from work and a baby's like... thrown up on me. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't have any of that. And that's the thing that I have come to associate sours with, which I really can't get on board with. And also yeah. it's like an instant, like my stomach just flips over. I've probably got a relatively weak stomach anyway, but like... Yeah. Just I'd struggle with sours, and this doesn't have any of that. And I could drink, I could drink a lot of that, Ooh, and enjoy I'd like it. To test this at some point, right? We're going to test this. It's like some serious large amount of wine, so maybe that. <laughs> How dare you? I've made out to be some old. <laughs> you really <alcoholic>. have. <laughs> you really have. You're... Oh right, and now you're making me out to be some kind of heavy smoker as well. <laughs> really appreciate this picture you're painting of me in fact maybe you should paint a picture of your image of me from the descriptors if someone who'd never met me before had all those descriptions all I can say is she's not yet 30 <laughs> give it a couple of weeks lad <laughs> so anyway well I think all in all I mean I'm... I'm dead 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 impressed and really really happy to be drinking these Really happy to know that a venue nearby has still got a good few shelves dedicated to them. So um, we'll be going out to raid those shelves again. It's great. And uh, to be honest with you, that more than anything, I was impressed by the Imperial Sour Ale because that Mm. is something that I would never normally buy, never normally choose because I know that I'm normally going to be disappointed with it Mm. as a a bracket of beer. And that's great. 6% IPA. Sings like a five percenter, drinks like it's a session beer. Mm. Beautiful, really, really crisp, really light and fresh. Nice bit of soft sweetness underneath it all. Um, and the DH Pale, the Thayer, the five percent jobby, lovely. Again, clean, easy going, way belies its ABV. You, you'd really think you're drinking a four percent beer there that you could probably mm. chuck away all day, and you obviously couldn't. Nice bitterness, um, nice yeah, fresh it, fruitiness. That's it, and they're they're all, you know, fruit forward in their different ways. They're all mm. nicely balanced, though, and balance is the name of the game as far as we're concerned, isn't it? And I think yeah. that's what they all do really, really well. Can you tell me which was your favourite? <laughs> oh, don't no, <laughs> no, you don't have a favourite. I like them all for very different reasons. Mm. Um, I would happily drink any of them I again. I think I know which your favourite is. Yeah. I can put yours in order, I reckon. Go on, then. And I think you might surprise me. I think I'm going to say 6% Citra IPA is your favourite. I'm 
gonna hazard a guess that actually, weirdly, the Corumbus might be your second favourite. The sour. Yeah. Right. No, I'm wrong. I should have gone with my initial thing, which is the fair being your. No, you're bang on. Yeah. Absolutely. You know your wife well. I a hundred percent. And that's why I married her. The IPA is my favourite, <laughs> but I would rank the sour as my second, in spite of the fact that I really find yeah. sours difficult. And then the thing, not like. But it's again, quite, it's there's nothing. Thing, there's nothing wrong with the the dry hot yeah. pale. It's just that the other two just topped it. I feel like we've just gone up and up and up with yeah. this tasting experience and that is so fun and yeah, so yeah. like this is why I like drinking beer because you just go oh nothing tastes better than this and then you go whoa this tastes even better whoa and you just keep going and you just have a great night and then you fall down and then you fall down <laughs> and the fact that we have finished on a 10% sour which is impressive again as well. though as I said with the other two it belies its ABV, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, I would assume it was relatively boozy just for a touch of heat in the throat late on, and I think that's the only little suggestion, but it's not even like... It's almost like that ribbon thing has turned to nettle and you've just got a little prickle mm. in the throat. Oh, yes, and it just, that's a good description. It just, just tickles it and just leaves it a little bit of warmth. It's warmth, not, not yeah, burn. And it's not heat. It's, it's not, not heat. And... It doesn't... You know, I've had 10% Imperial Stouts... And seven percent IPAs that burn hard, and uh, yeah, and it's like, oh, but you smell it, you know, mm. you smell it, and it's. Um, I think I once described a beer as as smelling like fried motherboards, and um, you know, and that is pretty much it. It's that sort of burnt out, slightly hot metal electric electric. <laughs> this is electric. Um, electric beer. Hot metal. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, um, no, they're, they're fantastic beers. So get some Alpha Delta in your life. Um, check the guys out. They're doing some fantastic stuff. Um, and they've obviously had to pretty much set up and operate in a time of great... Oh, God, yeah. Great disconcern and disconcern. Disconcern? Of great... I'm not concerned at all. If anything, I'm disconcerned. <laughs> Are you talking about disconcern or that concern? The... <laughs> Uh, of, oh. great, of great upheaval and better disconnect. Cheap. <laughs> Cheap. Cheap. Um, yeah, I don't know what word I was going for. It wasn't concern or you know something else. But anyway, whatever the word was, it's obviously ten percent ABV and sour and beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, so they've you know they've had to ride all that as as a new young brewery as well. Mm. So that, that's a cracking thing to have done. They've obviously adapted their business model immediately, which some breweries that are established have really struggled, and probably because they're established, and breweries who are a bit younger have also struggled. But it's um, it's been impressive, and we can't wait to see their beer um, on the bar front very very soon. So tune in soon. We're going to be releasing some sweet sweet material. Leather clad and beautiful. Oh, the leather bound material to go the in our leather bound bound wallets. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to Time at the Bar. Get out! out oh, what? Out, out, out. No! <laughs> You're so strange. Why did I marry you? I think it was the money. <laughs> leather bound money leather bound money <laughs>
very much. But seriously, get, get out. out. Thank you for listening to Time at the Bar. If you have any beer recommendations, uh, suggestions for episodes, or you just fancy getting in touch, then please email us at tatbpod at gmail.com. If you use social media, then please follow us on Twitter at Time at the Bar Pod or Instagram at Time at the Bar Pod. Thanks again for listening.